Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Agnes Drew, here today with Dr. Rosalind Clark and Max O'Brien, and it's day 1011 since we came back on the air. What's the news, Max? Well, we have a good news and a bad news situation today. Which would you like first? You know, I'll take the good news first. I could use some. Me too. All right. Well, the good news is that Agnes has remembered how to ride a bike. Listeners to the show a few days ago might remember that she'd forgotten how, but after just a little bit of practice, she's gotten the hang of it again. That's not news. It is to the listeners. You didn't say it had to be news for you. In that case, I have more bad news because the bad news isn't going to be news to you either. Wait, it might be to me. I don't know what you're talking about. I do. Do we have to talk about it on the air, Max? I don't see why we shouldn't. It's a valid topic that might have some interest to the listeners. Fine. So one of the advantages of having a bicycle is that it'll let us go farther faster. If we can expand our range a little, then maybe we can get more news from further away or find more places to gather supplies. Yeah, but the disadvantage is that we've only got one, which means whoever took it would have to go by themselves. So what? We go out on runs by ourselves all the time. We do now, but when we first got started with them, we didn't. Anytime we went anywhere new, we always went in pairs or as a team. It wasn't until we got familiar with the places that we started going by ourselves. Well, that's true, but we did all that three years ago when we were still finding our way, not just geographically, but in terms of being able to handle certain situations. We're all a lot better at determining dangerous situations and knowing how to avoid them or get out of them than we were then. I actually agree with Max. You're right, Agnes. With only one bicycle, someone will have to take it out by themselves. And if we're not willing to do that, then there's no point in having the bike. Besides, some exploration will be good for us. Maybe I'll pretend I'm Ernest Shackleton. Who's that? He was a British explorer in the late 1800s and early 1900s. He led three expeditions to the Antarctic during an age that is now known as the Heroic Age of Antarctic Exploration. Well, that sounds fun. Blaze a trail. Forge a new path. Forward ho! Yeah, tell the rest of it, Dr. Clark. I, I read about Shackleton. He didn't just waltz down to the Antarctic and call it a day. And he didn't go by himself. That's true. But he did go there during a time when nobody else had done it before. That takes courage and grit. Hang on, whoa, I'm lost. What's the rest of it? So his first couple of expeditions to the South Pole didn't quite make it. Although in fairness, as Dr. Clark says, nobody had ever done it before, and it's a very hard place to get to, even with the kind of modern transportation we had before the zombies rose up. But when he lost the race to the pole to another explorer in 1911, he decided that what he'd do instead was to travel from sea to sea by crossing the Antarctic continent. He called it the Imperial Transatlantic Expedition, and it was a really dumb idea. Would you be saying that if he'd actually pulled it off? Great deeds like that require daring. If you're not willing to do something that might be considered foolish if you fail, then you're not going to do many great deeds. I don't know, and we never will, because he didn't make it. Oh, he died? No, his ship got trapped in the ice. 
It was December 1914 when they set out, and by January 1915, they were frozen in place. There was nothing they could do except wait until spring. Oh, well, that's just a couple of months. This is the Southern Hemisphere, Max. The seasons are backwards. That's right. Spring wasn't until October. And when it got there, the ice started melting, but that also meant it started moving, and it crushed the hull of the ship. They had to make camp on an ice floe. The next April, the floe broke in two, and they had to pile into the lifeboats. They were in rough seas for five days before reaching Elephant Island, which was the first solid ground they'd stood on for almost 500 days. And Elephant Island wasn't on any shipping lanes, so they had to send a group in in one of the lifeboats to try to make it to South Georgia Island over 700 miles away. And when they got there, they were on the wrong side and had to hike over it with no gear except for 50 feet of rope and a carpenter's axe. Wow, that's a pretty intense trip. I can see why you'd be down on the idea of doing anything like that. Except now you tell the rest of it, Agnes. He did it. He pulled it off. Not the crossing of the Antarctic, but he made it through terrible hardships and was eventually able to send help to the men he'd left on Elephant Island. He didn't succeed in the original goal, but nobody on that expedition died. He took a terrible situation, and through time and determination and daring and a little luck, he got everyone home. Discovery can be dangerous, but the rewards can be worth it. I guess... I just, I don't want to take a chance on losing either of you. And we don't want that either. But sometimes a little risk is necessary to get what you want. Come on, we're running long. Let's wrap this up. Good history lesson and good discussion today. Listeners, we'll be back tomorrow. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Max O'Brien, Agnes Drew, and Dr. Rosalind Clark. Take care of each other.